You remember that game you used to play when you were younger? What the hell ever happened to that? They need a new one. Today on Press B to Cancel. Everybody, hello and welcome back to Press B to Cancel. My name is Guy Prime. I am joined today by our good friend, Sick Jake. Hey, everybody. Always glad to be here. Awesome. And Werewolf. Hey, everybody. Wonderful. Uh, so I'm very excited to just kind of dive right in today. So we're going to get straight to it uh, with a... Huh? Have you guys seen Kung Fu Panda 2? At some point, yes. I don't... GP, have you seen it? I don't think so. I don't think I've seen either of the Kung Fu Pandas. Really? I thought you loved Jack Black. I don't remember them very much. So I was just sorry to bring this up, but I was just finished watching the movie with my kids tonight. And uh, the main bad guy in the second one is a uh, peacock. It's a peacock. It's Gary Oldman. Do you guys know who that is? Yes. Yeah, he was in everything. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. (laughs) He's such a great transformative actor. I have nightmares where I end up being Gary Oldman and I didn't realize it because he's just that good. Well, it's insane because we just watched Harry Potter the week before uh-huh. my kids had Harry Potter camp, right? Like at home, of course. And Sirius Black is in that. And it's also mm-hmm. played by Gary Oldman. Yeah. And I know and can, him from yeah. Fifth Element where he plays Zorg. Yeah. I just, in my brain, do not connect the three together as the same person. Like, it's wild. Wasn't he also Commissioner Gordon? Yep, from the, the Dark Knight trilogy. He was also was he really? um, Mason Verger from Hannibal, the movie, for anybody. The guy whose face was eaten by uh, pigs. Um, if you ever want to go down mm-hmm. a rabbit hole, check out the IMDb for, for Gary Oldman. He has played characters where even if he's not wearing makeup, you still, even though you're looking at his regular face, you don't think, yeah, that's Gary Oldman. He was in Book of Eli. He He's just been in everything. Well, I'm looking at Sirius Black, and then I'm looking at Commissioner Gordon. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't even re- I've seen the Batman movies a dozen times. I didn't realize he, that was him. It's <laughs> that's wild what I'm how he dives into a role. Like, it's yes. just insane. That's what that's what I'm saying about being transformative. You know, he could, he could be any one of us. He might be werewolf right now, and we would never know it. Like, that's what I was saying. I have dreams where... You know, it's almost like Scooby-Doo where they pull off, you know, the 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 glasses and all of a sudden, oh, it was Gary Oldman this whole time. And here I am thinking I'm a regular individual. I don't want to say he's not a recognizable individual because he is, but I, I, I really do think it's a matter of how well he gets into his role that you don't realize it's the same actor as this other movie. Like, you know, a lot of actors, you see Jerry O'Connell in something and you're like, oh, that's Jerry O'Connell. Right. That's the slightest <laughs> a guy, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Gary Oldman, it's not like that. You're not like, oh, Gary Oldman. It's like, I recognize him, but I don't care because I'm into the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is a testament to how good of an actor he is. Like, not even like the makeup department, you know, or whatever, the, the special effects department. Uh, unless he is a CGI character. I mean, he might as well be a CGI character in all of his movies, right? Because you never know. Watching Kung Fu Panda, where he's the crane, and used like once I saw the face on IMDb, and it lines up, and I can hear him now in his voice. 
but I'm just amazed at how deep he gets in that character. The only other character actor that does this, I think, is J.K. Simmons, if you guys know who that guy is. Well, yeah, he oh, also yeah. played Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> Close. And uh, no, 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 J. I'm, Jonah Jameson. One, yeah, 100%. He played in the uh, Zack Snyder universe. No. He played, yes. What? Yes, look it up. Like, that's not even a joke. There's no punchline. J.K. Simmons, who also does the voice of that new, the boys cartoon kind of inspired thing, and the voice of the yellow M&M, J.K. Simmons. And, you know, he is farmers, dun-da-da-da-dun-da-dun. Right. Do we, get, do we get a nickel for that one? Or do we have to pay a nickel for that one? I don't know. I didn't do it very accurately, so I think it's, I think it's a wash. Yeah, well, and you did it quickly, so it might fall under... Uh, free use or fair use or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will ever know. Yeah, he's J. J. Jonah Jameson in mm-hmm. Spider Man. Mm-hmm. He's Tenzin in Legend of Korra, and he's the Nazi in Oz. <laughs> like what a I range! I love that. Oh yeah, I love that they brought him back for the new Spider Man trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, I, I'm. I'm assuming trilogy. We'll see how far this one gets. But well, they're they're filming or they they just wrapped filming for the third one. Fourth one now. Oh I think. yeah, huh? No, no, no. It's the third. Yeah. He was introduced in Captain America Civil War. Right. But then they've given him um, Homecoming and then Far From Home. And the one coming out this December is called No, no, Way, Home. no Way Home. And apparently they're doing like the Spider-Verse thing. So they're going to bring in Tobey Maguire and they're going to bring in Andrew Garfield. Um, they've confirmed Doc Ock from the uh, yes. first trilogy. Sam Raimi is directing the next Doctor Strange and the multitude or the Multiverse of Madness. Who, yeah, he's the guy who did the original trilogy. Phase of the MCU is just supposed to be the multiverse in general, right. which should get pretty wacky, honestly. It's Jamie pretty bonkers. Fox's Electro is going to be in the new Spider-Man as well, but it'd be like a different version, I guess, because he was not very well received uh, with the, the Andrew Garfield version. Yeah, because I'm going to be disappointed if we don't get to see Paul Giamatti's Rhino, honestly. Oh, see, I think that's kind of what the <laughs> issue was. I mean... <laughs> The thing about Paul Giamatti, there's another actor with tremendous range. He could play anything mm-hmm. like he he could play Paulsch, for example. <laughs> if we were no no no, let's hear me out. I think Paulsch would would agree. If we were casting a live action version of Press B to Cancel, I think Paul Giamatti has to be has to be Paulsch. He could play like three out of four of us at least. <laughs> and that's the th- it's a one man stage show. He just plays all four of us. Well, uh, yeah. Produced by Gary Oldman. <laughs> Set designed by J.K. Simmons. No, see, we just you get Paul Giamatti playing me, Jake, and Paul, and then Gary Oldman is as GP. <laughs> That'd be hilarious, dude. Well, let's 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 real quick. They're casting the movie for the podcast. Who plays you guys? I just oh. said. No, 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 but like, really. <laughs> surely, surely your answer, if it wasn't already on topic, was not going to be Paul Giamatti. Was it going to be Paul Giamatti? No. Um, okay. I've never thought about this. I have no idea. See, that's interesting. Does anybody else do this? I cast people in my life all the time. Like, if they made a, a biopic about me for absolutely no fucking reason other than my ego, who, uh, who would play who? I'm looking it up. There's one actor. I'm trying to remember his What's name. What's that? Fogler? Is that his name? Fogler? I don't know who that is. Oh, what's this actor's name? <laughs> That's going to bug I've, me now. I don't think I've ever caused this much silence before <laughs> on an episode. <laughs> uh-huh. 
So I'm like, I usually say some bonkers stuff that gets you guys to like. <gasps> Dan Fogler. There we go. What's that? Where do I know Dan Fogler? What's he, um, what's he all from? sorts of things. He is. He was in Balls of Fury. Fanta- oh, he was in Fantastic Beasts. If you guys have seen that, he was the baker. No, I haven't seen it. I've seen the movie, but I don't remember Um, nearly any of it. He was the friend who was on Coke in Take Me Home Tonight. Oh, okay, yes, I know exactly uh, who you're talking about. The son of the... uh, He was the main guy in Balls of Fury. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's great. Yeah, he's he's a crack-up. Interesting point, though. That is a a fake stage name. Uh, Dan Fogler in real life is actually Gary Oldman. (laughs) <laughs> okay i know who i want to play me okay who would play you stanley tucci that's who i want oh stanley tucci is fantastic yeah i don't know Dude. if you could get his voice low enough for for, for jake oh my but i love stanley gosh. tucci stanley tucci okay when was the last time you guys saw beethoven well i mean he's been dead oh. for a while <laughs> oh, ouch. no the, the the movie about the dog the dog has also oh. been dead for a while <laughs> oh shit! Uh, that movie was what nineties, like early nineties. Like I think there was a preview at the Ninja Turtles movie for for Beethoven. He's one of the just the the sleaze bag criminals in that movie. Is he really? <laughs> yeah, it's it's Stanley Tucci. Oh my god, I know the guy's name all the time except for right now. Sure, uh, that's, that's how these discussions go. Yeah, he was in Lake Placid. He was in Flatliners. He was in West Wing. Oh, oh my God, God. They, uh, uh, Oliver Oliver Platt. Oliver Platt, yes. So it was Stanley Tucci and Oliver Platt were the sleaze ball criminals in that movie, that. and like they had done better stuff before this, I'm sure, but they really gave these roles their all, and. Mm. They are amazing at being terrible in this movie. <laughs> if you haven't seen Beethoven in a long time, go back and watch it just for Stanley Tucci. Can I scrub through it or do I actually have to watch it? I'll watch it with no, my kids. I, just, be just, fine. just watch the Stanley Tucci. Yeah, we watched it to the ki- with the kiddo because he had never seen it before. So watching this, just Stanley Tucci, as soon as we saw him, I was we were like, oh my gosh, it's him. And... He lets out these ridiculous girly screams toward the end that are hilarious. <laughs> and you can tell he really went for it. And he just sure. had so much fun with it. And he was amazing at being terrible. And it was great. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. He, I know, well, I know him from so many things. I haven't really kept up with his career, but he was in Easy A with Emma Stone, whom, by the way, I adore. I think she's an amazing actress and incredibly talented. Yeah, and every single thing she does. La La Land, phenomenal. Can't wait to see her as Cruella DeVille. Uh, but Stanley Tucci played her dad in Easy A. And his delivery, like, it's not that I base how I am as a dad off of what I think Stanley Tucci from Easy A would do. <laughs> but the dude is brilliant. And I just, yeah, if you haven't watched Easy A in a minute, go back and watch Beethoven first. And then Easy <laughs> A. Have a, have a Tucci-a-thon. <laughs> And uh, Beethoven, officially recommended by the press be to cancel. Yeah, the the cancel council. Cancel council. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's hard to say, right? It is. There are like, several the... movies where dogs are featured prominently, and you know, 
they were great career choices for people. Name like one. Like Garfield? <laughs> uh, 101 Dalmatians had, uh, forgive me, the guy who played House. Yeah, uh, Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie, who, who I, I think is great. Yeah, he played one of the, the bumbling, you know, buffoons. One of the sleazeball criminals. Right, he was the Stanley <laughs> Tucci of 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. <laughs> but by the way, Hugh Laurie would be in the runnings for being me in the live action press to cancel. I, you know, we have to make adjustments to the age for dramatic effect. With the accent or without? Uh, right. I've watched him play house for so long that I find out he has a British accent. I'm like, the fuck? What? Yeah. Why would he switch who he is <laughs> in his personal <laughs> life? So it's between it's between him and John Mulaney. Have you heard the story? Which, by the way, I maintain is like, if my genetics had not been so wonky, I like to... I like to think I would have been John Mulaney. He's he's everything I wish I could be. Have you heard the story of how Hugh Laurie no. got the job no. for House? So the director was trying to find someone who could sound a mean, gruff American doctor who didn't really care about the rules so much as figuring out mm. what was wrong with the person, you know, whatever. And... He had a few people he went through and didn't like any of them and then threw in a tape of Hugh Laurie and he was like, see, that's the American we need. Well, <laughs> and he's British. Did, okay, <laughs> you guys know this, right? About um, House is based off of Sherlock Holmes. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's why drug he's abuse, House. Holmes, House, very similar. Watson, Wilson being the best friend who, you know, isn't quite as brilliant as the main character, uh, you know, shirks the rules in order mm-hmm. to get it done and largely is just kind of lucky in the end. I know that last comment's going to piss off a lot of people. But yeah, he's, he's, he's the medical version of, if, if they wrote a current version of Sherlock Holmes in a hospital, it's house. For anybody who didn't know that, there you are. Also, I believe their addresses are the same on uh, Bleecker Street. Interesting. Uh, that lines up now that they mention it, actually. Oh, two, two, one. Yeah, it was a revelation. And, and once you realize that, you got to go back and watch it again. Because there are so many references to um, Sir uh, Arthur Conan Doyle's masterpiece creation. It's just hard, because when I think of Sherlock, I think of uh, yeah, I, Benedict, Benedict Cumberbutton there. <laughs> <laughs> Cumberbutton. Can I change my answer to, to him being me? I mean, again, talking about idealized versions. <laughs> it's either going to be Benedict Cumberbatch or Rachel Weisz playing me. And again, with the accent or without? I don't even care. She can get away with anything. For the tone of the story, we've got, we got to keep these accents. <laughs> sure, sure, that's fine. You know who's... There's a British actor. I love the guy. He is simultaneously extremely good and extremely bad at American accent. Uh, it's uh, Martin Freeman. I knew you were going to say Martin Freeman. Oh, <laughs> damn it. You're right. But I love Martin Freeman. Isn't it he's, like his, he's great. his American accent is like so spot on that there's no, something I, wrong I, okay, with here's, it? Here's my take on Martin Freeman, especially from like <laughs> Captain America Civil War as, as that character who's also in Black Panther. His accent yeah. is good, but his yeah. mannerisms are classically British. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. His like his mannerisms and posturing is incorrect for the personality. Like the hunched shoulders and and the constant arm movements. Yeah, he he feels like a British actor. He does not feel like an American actor. He sounds spot on though. I I'm Canadian. You guys all sound alike to me down there. I don't know. No, that's fair. 
when I heard him talk in Civil War, <laughs> I was just like, holy crap. Yeah. But then, like, he puts on that tough guy persona and stands up to somebody. And you you know the moment that y'all cut, he just is like, I'm so sorry. And he brushes off somebody's <laughs> shoulders that he's trying to dress down. You know, because he's, he's great that way. He's classy. I like, like him. Like, yeah, it's... Especially since, you know, I, I know him mm-hmm. as Dr. Watson from Sherlock, but primarily, to me, he will always be Arthur Dent and Tim from the oh, original yeah. Office. And between those two, it's nothing like the character he delivered in yeah. the MCU. But again, I, I think that's, so, I think that's <laughs> range. So I think bad. that is bravery. And I think uh, the MCU folks were, were right to cast him. And I think he was, he, you know, yeah. Oh, but yeah, I you're right. There's something that's almost a little too, I, I, I don't know. I, you know, have you ever heard it? Because you can be like, well, and this is going to sound like I'm generalizing and, and stereotypical, so I apologize if anybody's, you know, triggered by this. But can you imagine being like, we'll say British, and then you're like, oh, I know how to do an, uh, an American accent. So then they do it and they're like, okay, great. Do one from Georgia or like Texas or Boston. And they're like, what now? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, <laughs> I look at all the different dialects from various countries, and I think they're all beautiful and unique. But then I look at the ones from America, and I'm like, only two of these are even usable <laughs> outside of their native areas. I've lived so many places, and I appreciate them all. But I, I just, it's like, I think that would be so daunting. Imagine if you're Scottish, and you're like, okay, we want you to play an American from Boston. How do you do that? How do you know? That's layers that you got to learn. Yeah, there's a few st- a few states, not even states, a few divisions of certain parts of states that are very mm-hmm. distinctive for sure. Yeah, like my my grandmother and my late great grandmother, like mm-hmm. you can tell they were from Boston. <laughs> <laughs> like my grandmother hasn't lived in Massachusetts in. I don't know, 50, 60 years, something like that. Well, no, actually, no, probably like, yeah, about 50 years. And you can still hear her Boston accent despite living in California and North Carolina and wherever else she's been. I don't know, but she never let go of that Boston <laughs> well, accent. But, uh, you know, at, at what point? I don't know. It's I mean, it's it's faded, but it's still right. prevalent. Well, I think you know if I mean? you're going from. And don't get me wrong, I understand every region has its own thing, but with, like, Boston, you're just dropping out a lot of very hard consonant sounds, specifically the R, right? Like, pak the ka. I know it's 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 a cliche yeah. or whatever, but it's, it's, in this case, not wrong. So, in order to get rid of that, you have to add entire sounds to your, your moment-by-moment vocabulary, whereas if you go from, like, Kansas down to Texas... Uh, then you you kind of slow down the speech and draw it out a little bit, so you're you're dropping some things out instead of adding them on. So if you're from Boston but know how to do a non-Bostonian accent, my hat's off to you. I could not do it. I think if I were born in Boston, I would have to stay in Boston and never travel because I wouldn't know how to. Well, I, I don't know. That sounds wrong. <laughs> also, this entire conversation feels bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes sometimes people just quickly adopt the mm-hmm. the local dialects sure. and accents uh that happened to a friend of mine his dad moved out to texas and within a couple of years 
the the guy had so much twang in his speech, you wouldn't know he wasn't from. That's Texas, actually a personality you know? type, though. <laughs> I know this because that was part of my like. You know how they have like the INFJ. I forget what the official name of that. <laughs> Those very unscientific ones. Yes, but that everybody still seems to go by and believe. Uh, <laughs> no, I think there. I think there's some science there, right? Mm-hmm. Some people have a knack for accents more than others, for sure. Right. If if I'm in a room surrounded by people who all sound the same from like a, a certain region, it's not like I. It, I'm not like a chameleon or anything like that where. You would not know I wasn't from Boston, but I, I think some of those things definitely do get picked up on by certain types of people, you know, just personality-wise. Is it really not scientific? I, I feel like people invest a lot of... No, look look into the, the history of those things. They were... Oh, hold on. The wife was looking for her phone, and I just found it. Typical <laughs> INFJ, am I wrong? I'm telling you, science was there all along. I'm saying, dude. <laughs> like, when I was a kid, uh, I loved my family... I mean, I don't see it in my family nowadays, but back when I was a kid, a lot of them are from Newfoundland, East Coast mm-hmm. of Canada, and the accent there is fairly distinctive in Canada. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I was born in Ontario, so I, I sound nothing like it. But you get me drunk enough, and I'll sound like I'm from the East Coast. Like, I start adopting <laughs> all the mannerisms. That, like, everything around me, my family around me, <laughs> I pick up on their mannerisms and their accent, and I just go right into it, even though I've never set foot in the damn province. Not unlike Stanley Tucci. That's true. Maybe I, maybe so, I should be you know, Stanley Tucci all along. <laughs> maybe I could be the next Hunger Games movie. Yeah, maybe you should play Stanley Tucci in his biopic. <laughs> How honored. funny would that be? Somebody makes a biopic about an actor, but they don't cast the actor. Like, could you, you imagine if they did a Jim Carrey biopic or biopic or whatever, but they don't cast him? Well, they wouldn't, though, right? Because those kind of picks only happen when the person's dead, right? No, yeah. I guess that's true. Well, didn't we get one about Elton John? Oh, that's okay, true. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Was he in that movie, though? I haven't seen the movie, but it was... Oh, who played him? I uh, Taron, Taron Ed, Edgerton? Yes. Who, yeah, Taron Edgerton. You know, again, we talked about... I, I hate to say it because I haven't said a single bad thing about any of these actors. He is phenomenal. He yeah. got that role because of, if I remember the story correctly, his work in an animated movie about um, Sing. singing animals. Yes. It's a great movie. You Sing should, is If you've very not seen good. it, watch it. He had done as Elton John for that movie. So whatever animal he played, I haven't seen it. He, yeah. I guess, sang an Elton John song, and they're like, floored. And he's like, I'm actually a huge fan and can emulate him pretty well. So they're like, well, you have to be in the movie. Yeah, he's a, a gorilla, and his family is a, is a gang. And he's trying to get break away from the gang. And he starts acting at this theater. Mm-hmm. And the, the key moment of the movie for him is he sings, I'm Still Standing. Oh. And it, the dude, he nails. Mm-hmm. He bangs yeah. it out. It's amazing. Before I even watched the movie, I heard that cover. And I'm like, this is an awesome fucking cover of this song. Like, it's really good. I like Elton John's too, obviously. Love but, Elton John, yeah. But uh, this guy's amazing. Like, a, a lot of promise for such a young actor. Like, I think he's, what, he's 20 still? Mm-hmm. He's, he's one you'll uh, definitely hear about. No? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I'd say he's in his 30s yeah. okay. now. But, what, he was also yeah. in yeah. Kingsman? Which is typically the kind of over-the-top action I'm like, I enjoy, but I also kind of roll my eyes at. I, I roll my eyes at the previews, and then I watch it begrudgingly, and I'm like, that was wonderful. That's the reason I haven't watched the Fast and the Furious movies. Because <laughs> <laughs> every time I see the previews, I'm like, that's ridiculous. And my wife is all about it. She loves those kind of flicks. Uh, and by those kind of flicks, I mean anything with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And... uh I love watching 
go ahead. I'll let you finish, and then no, that's that's basically it. I'm afraid <laughs> of watching him because I've I've trolled them enough, but I I think deep down I'll I'll love them. I love watching Tokyo Drift because they're all like recording and live streaming the races that are happening in that movie <laughs> with their old flip yes. phones. <gasps> but apparently the video quality is like super HD, <laughs> which doesn't happen. <laughs> I don't know. Is the technology more advanced uh, overseas in that part of the world? It's also supposed to take place, I think, before the first movie or something like that. Like it takes place earlier in the series. It's a weird than it is. spinoff prequel out of all of them. Like I haven't seen, I've only seen like three or four of them. But Tokyo Drift is the only one I actually like. And that's the one with its separate cast of characters. Although there is some overlap a little bit. Yeah. Or maybe it takes place after five or something like yeah. that. I don't know. It's it's way out of whack as far as timeline goes and the release. And so it's it's kind of ridiculous to think of like it's not the year it's portraying. And so something's off with the tech huh. they're showing. You know, it's it's <laughs> Now I'm in my head thinking, like, are we in this part of the world far behind the technology of the Eastern world? Uh, you know, for example, Japan. And then I'm thinking, did they have like a 4K remake back in like '88 of <laughs> the, of the Oregon Trail? Why well, that that would be the funniest shit I've ever seen. Oh yeah, we had that in 4K no, on laser disc. <laughs> on laser disc. disc. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, what was I going to... There was... Oh, Taron Egerton. I got to go back to him real quick. Two things. Jake, your words, your exact words I'm quoting are, I love Elton John. Obviously. There's a break there, like a little, you know, pause. Clearly, you love Elton John. So my request is to prove that. You know your little icon on Discord and on, on Twitch? You know, your hands over your, your <laughs> mouth yeah, and your, yes. your sunglasses? My brand. Can you... Can you flare up the the glasses to be like the peacock looking, you know, famous <laughs> Elton John over the top glasses just for like a week? I would appreciate that. I believe I turned them into stars at yeah. some point. I can do that too because I have my um, stream set up. <laughs> They're uh, uh, a separate layer, and I, uh -huh. I had Bernie's mitts, for example, is one of the redemptions for channel points. <laughs> <laughs> so I could totally do the star glasses or the feather glasses. That would be okay, funny. Very cool. It's actually based off of Gendo Akari from Evangelion's anime. That's where oh, it comes sure. from. Yeah, that's great. With the, the glasses even, and the reflectiveness. I don't even wear I glasses like that anymore. Those are my old Harry Potter ones. Love it. Uh, so also, sorry, this is the second point before I lose again. Taron Egerton had been rumored for the role of Wolverine in the MCU. <laughs> no, I'm serious. And no. I think he would be wonderful. Why no. Why no? He's not the nearly dude. hairy enough. That, that dude is like... You're going to tell me you don't think he waxes or shaves? He just seems naturally aerodynamic. Okay. Like he was born to swim. Okay, born but hear to speed me out. <laughs> the okay. thing is, I also don't think that he has claws that come out of his bones, but Hollywood can make that shit happen. So, <laughs> uh, you know. I, I just I, don't I just, picture him with a beard. I think it'd beard. be great. Has he ever done a role with facial hair? I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not sure. If you can't grow mutton chops, you can't be Wolverine. I think they need to be natural mutton chops. Otherwise, I'm just, I can't That's do so it. messed up, though. That's like saying if you can't, you know, if your skin's not blue, you can't be Nightcrawler. We can make this stuff happen. <laughs> Hollywood has a big bag of tricks. Stick with me on this. Uh, I'm going to make a, uh, a, a recommendation for who should be Wolverine. Okay. There's a guy in the show, Bridgerton. 
Now, this is why I'm saying mm-hmm. stick with me. He's supposed to be the new family patriarch for the Bridgerton family. Okay. Dude has the Wolverine look in that show, just dressed fancy. <laughs> okay. Are you telling me that, <laughs> that Logan can't pull off fancy? If he just got stubble. No, I'm just saying like this guy, if he actually had stubble, mm-hmm. he'd look like Wolverine in fancy dress of the 1700s or some nonsense. So, And I would pay to see that movie too. So it, I, he's he kind of has that look, and I do believe, based on what I can tell from watching the show, he looks significantly shorter than Hugh Jackman. So that's so that's, yeah. that's a win for the role too. Would you want a short Wolverine though? After yes, six was it? What is Jackman six two or something ridiculous? I have no idea. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's more comic accurate, and uh, I mean, let's not be. No, that's not the right term. I think yeah, shorter is fine. Yeah, I know it just it'd be tough because I mean, talk about a role where the actors just made it his own, right? Mm-hmm. Like Jackman, uh, Stewart as Xavier, and then uh, Gandalf there as Magneto. <laughs> I can't. Ian McKellen. I'm tired. Those sir. three, sir to Ian me, McKellen. Sir, put some respect uh, in apologies. the name. Apologies, apologies <laughs> to the Crown, Her Majesty, my Queen of Canada. Sir Ian McKellen. No, like seriously, all three are, are fantastic actors, right? Mm-hmm. And those roles, I, it's so hard to picture anybody else playing those three, right? Um, uh, was it McAvoy that played Picard? And not Picard. <laughs> he played Xavier <laughs> right. in the new X-Men movies. <laughs> Xavier. He was, he was good, but he, he still wasn't quite there. So I just can't picture anybody as Wolverine. I mean, he's not Patrick Stewart, but he's lacking decades of stage experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's kind of hard to compare. I don't know. Especially when you have someone like Patrick Stewart, who is completely comfortable being perfectly serious or a complete goofball, depending on yeah. the role, and doesn't find himself above anything, as far as I can tell. Like, I don't know if you guys ever saw that show. Um, extras? Uh, yes, Extras. Yes. Yeah. With like, Ricky Gervais. <laughs> I'm so glad you knew what I was talking about. I, I was about to say, if you say the next generation, I will lose my mind. <laughs> He was brilliant. <laughs> Actually, you know what? As I'm thinking about it, I grew up with big names uh, in in fiction that would routinely be recast. You know, Batman. There's been a lot of Batmans now. Oh, my gosh. It's sometimes movie to movie. Right. You know, uh, James Bond and all that stuff. And I, I, I've never been the type who's been like, no, they're going to be horrible. And I'll tell you what changed that for me was Heath Ledger. Now, when Heath Ledger was cast as the Joker for uh, 2008's, or was it 2009, uh, The Dark Knight, I rolled my eyes. I said, no, he's this pretty boy. I mean, sure, he's an okay actor, but I really ever knew him from movies that other people made me watch. I never really sought out Hugh Jack, uh, sorry, not Hugh Jackman, uh, Heath Ledger. <laughs> so then, of course, he knocks it out of the park. Well, I had to eat a lot of crow, which I certainly didn't mind doing because that's a great movie for him. Uh, I don't know that it was a great Batman movie, but it was a wonderful movie. And then they cast Ben Affleck as Batman. I'm like, no. Yeah. Ben Affleck doesn't have the, the depth, I think, as a human being. And then <laughs> and then I see him as Batman and I watch him in Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, and I am floored. And again, very happy to have been wrong. And they did him so dirty in Joss Whedon's Justice League. So then to see him, you know, in the uh, Snyder Cut, 
So happy. But again, the Snyder Cut is going to be... we Okay, we're going to record an episode about Justice League, and there will be two versions. A shitty 30-minute version and then a glorious two-and-a-half-hour version, okay? Right, Just to but keep the, the two-hour version is going to be recorded in 32K. Right, right. for some reason, that makes sense to our sure. artistic vision, yeah. I, I get it. Maybe it's pretentious, <laughs> but that movie was fucking great, and I, I loved it. And it, it was better than the new Mortal Kombat, and it was better than uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. I will die on that hill. The point is, when they announced Robert Pattinson as the next Batman, my, I think, initial reaction... 10 years ago would have been, no, come on. But Robert Pattinson has turned in so many great performances since Twilight. So if you want to hate on him for Twilight, that's fine. I have a feeling he hates on himself about that as well. (laughs) But it got his foot in the door in Hollywood and made him a ton of money. I get it, whatever. Um, But I, you know, I wish they would restore the Snyderverse and still have the Robert Pattinson stuff. It's a multiverse of comic book movies. You can have multiple people playing the same thing. Well, over the next year and a half, it's um, three different actors playing Batman, right? You have Pattinson, uh, mm-hmm. you have Ben Affleck with the mm-hmm. Snyder Cut out, and, and then Michael Keaton is coming back for The Flash as yep. the old Bruce. Whether oh, he's I'm in saying. a Batman costume, I don't what? know, but he's coming back as Bruce. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so happy. I, know, I didn't I know that. I kind of want to see it now because I wasn't oh. I like Flash, pff, like Ariza Miller, I didn't like at all. But now oh. I'm like, I kind of want to see it. I, I don't have a single bad thing to say about Ezra Miller. I mean, I, I can't say I know his entire body of work, but from what I do know of him, uh, Perch being a wallflower, and then, of course, the, the Snyder stuff, um, I thought he, he has tremendous talent and a lot of heart and is oddly charming. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know. Speaking of uh, Batman, uh, I had an experience. I don't know if you guys ever did this or even heard about it. Uh, there's a thing, used to be a thing, D-Box. yes. It was it was pretty Where huge. Your seat moves with you. What? Like it moves with the movie, so it like makes you feel aspects of the movie. So it like tilts and twists and that sort of thing. The wife and I went and saw The Dark Knight Rises in theaters in D box. We came out of that movie so sore because Bane <laughs> just kicked our asses. <laughs> really? Okay. Oh yeah, because it jerks you around and like shakes the chair and does all sorts of things. It's it was pretty elaborate and had quite the range of mo- motion. So like when the plane was tilting, the chair would Whoa. tilt and sort of yeah. make you feel like you were doing it with it. It was ridiculous. But yeah, the fight scenes they just beat the crap out of us. Did they punch you in the back? No, <laughs> kind oh, well. of. <laughs> so the one I saw, the well, because it was just the jolts. Yeah. yeah. So it wow. It was popular up here before pandemic in Ontario, and there's a few theaters really pushing it and also charging an arm and leg for it. Um, I never noticed it being worth it, although we did see the what was that Mars movie with uh, Matt Damon? The Martian. The Martian. Oh, the Martian. I can movie. see why you couldn't remember that name. It's a no. tough one. Well, I do like the movie a lot though. Um, but anyway, D box for that, and I had to dial all the way up, and it. And the only time it really no- was noticeable is at the end when he was going up into the atmosphere or up at, off the planet. That's when the, sh- the seat really shook and it tilted backwards. Otherwise, it was kind of just like very subtle movements and vibrations. And I didn't really notice it that much. But yeah, I, I, I feel like that should be more for like adventure movies like Jumanji and, and yeah. stuff like that, right? Yeah, adventure and action flicks, yeah, action really. Flicks, yeah. 
Action. Action. <laughs> nice. <laughs> action and invention. There you go. Somebody had talked about they they one of their biggest regrets in life is missing uh, Doctor Strange in 3D. And looking back, I'm like, oh man, I bet that shit was great in 3D. You know what? I don't think it would have been. Because I'm very picky. I'm an asshole with 3D. There's only been like one good 3D movie in modern times, I think. And that's Avatar. Because it was filmed with cameras, like double cameras. Mm-hmm. Everything since then is this digital after effect of 3D added in post. It right. never looks good. I've never seen a good 3D movie done digitally. I Yeah, I'm with you. Halfway, probably not even halfway, but like maybe 15% of the way through any 3D movie, I will usually close one of my eyes to try and... And just watch it in regular old 2D because yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't stand it. That said, I really did not care for Avatar. I mean, so you just watch it like I see all movies anyway, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a lazy eye, so that 3D stuff doesn't work for me. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> so, so, like, my left eye doesn't, like, it sees, and I would, like, as a kid, I could close it and not notice the difference. Hmm. Oh, wow. Um. Now I can close it and I'm like, oh, yeah, I just lost a ton of vision. But with my eyes open, if I ever have to focus on an image and, you know, I'm getting conflicting information, my right eye takes over and my left eye is like, you don't need me. I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to sit this out for a minute, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, for 3D movies, it's it's right eye all the way. That's just how it okay. works. Okay, so I'm, I'm changing the Hollywood casting to uh... – <laughs> never, never mind. That makes it sound mean. I don't mean it mean-spirited. Uh, I was going to say Forrest Whitaker can play werewolf. <laughs> uh, chances are his eyes better than mine. Even better, Colin Hay, for anybody who knows the reference, Colin Hay was the front man for oh, Men at Work. Men at Work. And he okay. famously has a lazy eye to the point that, that he even named one of his solo albums, Are You Looking at Me? <laughs> That's and good. I, for anybody who doesn't know, I, I'm a huge Colin Hay fan. Uh, I used a lot of his music for like the soundtrack in my wedding. And I just, you know, for anybody who's ever seen the TV show Scrubs, he shows up throughout that show every now and then. He's just, he's one of my favorite voices of all time. So, yeah, if we can, if we can get him in the budget. <laughs> that Let's would check be out uh, uh, Cameo. Let's see if he's on there. Oh, don't even fuck with me on that. I mean, did I, did I tell you guys? Um, Do we have the budget to license him performing Overkill, though? Because um, that might be a conflict. It's it's top tier. Yeah, I don't know if he uh, <laughs> I don't know if he has has the rights to all of his music or not. But um, there's a song off an album called "Looking for Jack" that well, n- none of that. That's a whole other conversation. But uh, Colin, hey, if you're listening to this, big fans, uh, or at least big fan. I don't know about yes. anybody else. But yeah, it's cool. I love cameo and like yeah. you know, getting Dan Riker to do one for us was hilarious yeah. and yeah. totally worth the money, and it wasn't expensive. Yeah. But yeah, we're not trying to plug stuff. We're just talking about. I honestly, I gotta admit, I, I forgot what I what I was so excited about recording tonight for, because <laughs> I had a topic that I <laughs> thought was going to be wonderful and and pertinent. But I love it. We've we've gone down our own rabbit hole. Well, let's keep this train wreck going. The wife just texted me an image for a group called the Bluegrass Rub Club. Is that uh, like a porn membership? It's like a book club, but we share and discuss porn we've recently enjoyed. I love it. I would never be able to. I mean, if it's not three minutes long on Orange YouTube, I don't think I could talk at length. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm gonna say I've only ever seen porn in a group setting one time, and it was super awkward. Wait, do you have to watch it as a group, or you can watch it privately and then discuss it as a group? No, I just I went to a buddy's place. It was back in college. He had roommates, and I come in, and you know, there's chips and dip and pizza and all this. Yeah, you stand for the chips and and then there's porn on TV, and there's like eight dudes here, and I was like, "Whoa, that's unusual." Yeah, how do you address that? Like, do you turn to your friends and be like, "Bro, how hard are you right now?" <laughs> <laughs> or you're like, "Hey, Johnny, can you get up and give me those chips over there?" Oh no, man, you're gonna have to do that. <laughs> I have to make a content video for this now. By the way, <laughs> but I mean, I I've known other people who wind up in these situations like mm-hmm. multiple people doing the dirty in the same room like one hotel room and they didn't intend to do this when the night started it just happens like sec- separate instances of the deed mm. happening simultaneously in one hotel room mm. I don't understand how that happens like alcohol I don't like to think <laughs> of myself as a prude but that just seems a little odd to me yeah. That's funny, though. I tell you, though, like, I have a feeling if I were to subscribe to a club like that where everybody watches the same porno and then discusses it like it's a book club, I would probably turn in the same kind of re- reports that I would have given to a book club. Look, I didn't make it all the way through. Uh, the first 10 minutes were fantastic. And then it got boring for me. Uh, I tried to revisit it later. Uh, but I found that, again, about the 10 minute mark. I just kind of, it became less interesting. <laughs> I got about 10 minutes in. I got bored. I was overcome with shame. <laughs> right. I decided to stop watching. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that, isn't that how that goes? Well, it started <laughs> off slow and then it got really interesting. Then it got really interesting. And then I quit caring for a few minutes. So I kept watching it. Then it started to get interesting. <laughs> then it became really interesting. And it wasn't interesting anymore. I just whipped out my phone for a few minutes and just read, you know, read my email. That's just... <laughs> That's my Tuesday night. <laughs> my wife found it interesting like 20 times, so that's great. <laughs> Jake, I have a question for you. I know this is a little random, but uh, how do you feel about the revival of Jake from State Farm? So I have no idea who that guy is. Scary Oldman. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Paul Giamatti, but okay. No, you nice. know the problem? It, well, not a problem. I haven't had cable TV in... Almost 20 years, right? Like when my wife and I got together, I didn't want to pay for cable. And when the, the few months she did pay for it, I never really watched it. So I don't get the commercials that you guys do. I mean, I don't get them anyway in Canada as often, but I, I'm not exposed to commercials at all. Like to the point where I used to go to YouTube to look up movie trailers because I would never see them on TV, right? Mm-hmm. And like because <laughs> we have kids, like I, my wife and I talked about it before when we were getting married. I just said, I'm just going to download 40 gigs of Disney movies and and we're good. I don't need cable for our, our children, right? This is before we got Netflix and Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. So like, we haven't really bothered with cable TV. And, and at this point, I don't miss it like at all, right? Like, I, I laugh because – what's his name? Bill Maher, right? Mm-hmm. He's a bit of a jerk. Anyway, mm-hmm. he, was gonna, yeah, he said, like made a statement about how watching people play video games on Twitch is, is boring or something. Like, dude, like half of TV these days, like the little I see of it, Right, reality TV or what it passes for a news show is just boring to me. Right, at least on Twitch, I'm talking to somebody. 
Right. So, so I don't know who Jake from State Farm is. I'd have to look him up. It's it well nowadays it's a completely different Jake than it was initially. Oh, they recast him. They're, they recast him for the second oh, season. Oh, very much so. So they rebooted a commercial character. <laughs> Is that where we're at now? Kind of, yeah. They when they rebooted it, they replaced the original Jake with the new Jake. And then they've kept it going with the new Jake as Jake from State Farm. Is he like got stubble and and wearing a trench coat and this gritty reboot of State Farm Insurance? No, the original was a dude who was a bit hefty, little looked a little unkempt because he was working late. You know, it was like two in the morning or some nonsense in the commercial. And then when they rebooted it, it was a younger African-American guy. Okay. Who <laughs> looks very clean cut and put together. Mm-hmm. And he's been Jake from State Farm for the last year or huh. two, something like that. Yeah, if I remember right, because, you know, State Farm... I guess it's pretty buddy-buddy with the NFL. So they even, I think, got that new actor who plays Jake, like, pretty jacked. Like, they had him start lifting so that he he looked uh, similar in size to uh, the other NFL people who were signed on with, with, with the insurance company. Ah, I think they've mentioned that a couple times. But that's what a cool thing to be cast as the new Jake from State Farm. They're like, here's some money and a personal trainer get, get swole. <laughs> That's perks. Yeah, you're you're Jake from State Farm, but you get the MCU right. treatment. Yeah. Now, oh, seriously. also <laughs> going back, and I'm sorry, I should have said this a moment ago because we were talking about recasting famous like roles. I had a debate with somebody once about if skin color should match or you know should should factor into certain things uh, when recasting iconic roles. I understand it's a very touchy subject. Yeah. But basically, I capped it off by saying, look. Idris Elba could absolutely be a, an amazing James Bond, and I will always support them casting him. If they would do that, I would. That would be so great. I just, I you know, well, he's a fantastic actor. I I don't disagree. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I think where it becomes touchy with that is when they take roles that are meant for somebody who's non-white, right, mm-hmm. and cast it as with somebody who's white. Like, the the one that really stuck out for me was Ghost in the Shell. Scarlett Johansson is fine. But mm-hmm. the anger is because they could have gotten a Japanese actress to play or an Asian actress to play that role. And, and they're totally not wrong, right? Sure. A, a yeah, lot I of agree. roles get cast to white actors unnecessarily. So but something like Idris Elba, he, he, he's an amazing actor. I love him. Even the mm-hmm. bad movies, <laughs> he's still good. Yeah, yeah. He, and him in The Office, like, I don't know. I, I think he's just one of those actors who, who totally kind of gets things. You know, if he's supposed to be Funny, he understands why he's funny. Uh, if he's, you know, well, he's always going to play sultry because the guy is gorgeous. But he's just, yeah. he's got amazing acting chops. And I i, I do get the, you know, I, I think Hollywood has been absolutely whitewashed. And I think it's a travesty. I think a lot of very talented people of color have been snubbed for, for those, you know, reasons. I think that's horrible. It's, it's nice, in yeah. my opinion, to see kind of things trending toward fixing that. Um as we see more diversity, and, and I think that's wonderful. But I, I, I get, I get a, not upset with people, but I, I, yeah, I just think skin skin tone really should not factor into whether or not somebody could be a compelling character. When I mean, it's fucking James Bond. Give me right. a good actor, not a good white actor. Just give me a good actor who could pull it off. And I, I, I think you know, again, Elba checks off all those all those boxes. Like for somebody like James Bond, right? The mm-hmm the race of the character doesn't doesn't even matter right it really it's doesn't. just 
it's just a strong like just it doesn't really matter about the race i think they're trying to i think they've casted a, a woman for the next james bond movie or the idea is to bridge the gap to her becoming the next 007 i think is that what i heard i i hmm. think james bond I I don't think she's James Bond. I think she is a 007. I think... Okay. And I could be wrong in this, but I think what the story is, and we'll have to wait to find out, because I'm not really up to date on the newest stuff with him, but uh, I think James Bond either has gone out of, out of the game, whether or not, you know, it, it was on purpose or they wrote him out, you know, for his own safety or national security, and then they designated a lady as the, the new 007. So right. she's 007, but she's not James Bond, if that makes sense. Because if we go back to comics for a sec, right? Yeah. Uh, Marvel, especially over the last couple of years, has been taking some changes with their comic characters, their, their lead heroes. Mm -hmm. uh, the big examples, I'm not huge on comic books, but the two that I know is uh, Captain America is, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. These two new ones. Yeah. Right. So the Falcon took over as Captain America. So it's a black Captain America, which is great. And okay. then you have for Thor, it's a Lady Thor. It's it's. um what's her name? Jane Foster. Jane plays Foster, yeah. Thor. And in the movies now, right, or at least, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right, we have the Falcon taking over in, as Captain America, and then we have uh, Jane Foster. Natalie Portman's going to be the new Thor. So mm -hmm. they're kind of bringing some of that across. And of course, Black Panther was such an amazing movie, right? The leading black cast. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, you know, uh, Chadwick Boseman Chadwick, died, yeah. but, uh, but it yeah. looks like they're going to keep it going with the actress who played his sister has taken over the role, which is interesting. There's there's a lot of thoughts on that. I, that's probably not where you're going with that. Sorry, continue. No, that was it. <laughs> well, no, because like, well, Shuri uh, is the name of the, the sister in, in the movies yeah. and in the comics. Um, I Personally, I think M'Baku, um, if you guys are familiar enough with the movie yeah. or, or, the, or the comics, uh, he's the leader of one of the kind of the other nations from Wakanda. Um, he, had, he had fought in the movie against Chadwick Boseman to be the new ruler of Wakanda. And I, I think, you know, that actor whose name is, I want to say it's Winston Duke, but I could be wrong on that. He was also in a movie called Us, which anything he's in that I've seen so far, I think he's been amazing. I think Shuri is fantastic and completely capable as an actress. Yeah. But uh, I have my own opinions. I, I think if, if you've got a character who's as smart uh, as she is, you know, even smarter than Tony Stark and all these other people, uh, it... it kind of cheapens her character to make her the fighting warrior person, you know, keep her as like, um, was it M I, I guess from the James Bond right. who's always, who's always given out. Well, don't they have uh, a role of like who takes over for Iron Man in the comics that they could sort of merge her character with to just become the new sort of Iron Man persona without calling it Iron Man. Well, I think her name is Riri uh, yes. something. I, yeah, and she went under Ironheart uh, in the comics. That's what it was, Ironheart. And, and that's cool, but I think, I mean, the identity of Black Panther to the culture of Wakanda is important enough that they don't want uh, an Americanized or American version of a superhero to be the, the leader of Wakanda. They want to stick with the 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 you know, well, panther yeah. mythos and, and, and such, because uh, they modeled it after, I think it's, it's um, their, one of their deities is named Bast. And, and I could be way wrong on this, but I think that's who they modeled that character after. I have to go back and look at the. No, I think you have it right. And yeah, yeah it's, it's a quasi-religious so thing, right? 
Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah it's I'm, I'm I'm much more into DC comics, so I'm I'm kind of pulling stuff out of my <laughs> my memory palace here as I'm I'm trying to remember. But um, I, whatever they end up doing, I'm sure it's going to be entertaining, even if it's not a deep thinker. Yeah. Uh, but there there's a lot of different ways I can do. It. I mean, Sam Wilson as the new Captain America, fantastic. Oh, he's there's great. the comic book precedent oh, yeah. for it. So I was yeah I that's a great show. I I was. I, I loved watching Falcon and Winter Soldier yeah. and seeing that rollover of the title mm-hmm. at the, the end credits of the last episode was yeah. so cool. Yeah. I was like, yes. I, I wish they would have done <laughs> Captain America and the White Wolf because part of the whole character arc for Bucky is that he's no longer Winter I've Soldier. I've seen right. some discussion about that. Yeah. I, I've seen some discussion about that. Um, I can't say I have horse in the race on that one because i'm not familiar enough with the comics mm. but uh like i i get the idea behind it yeah he's no longer the winter soldier mm. so calling him the white wolf would make more sense yeah with the wakanda arm and his time in wakanda they've they've referenced him as white wolf a number of times but not enough where i think people would be like oh yes finally so i i get yeah. why they didn't but the nerdiest part of my my boner says, yeah, that should have been White Wolf. They, I mean, they might make that transformation in the next Captain America movie, too, where they do start referring to him as that. Yeah. Well, and there is, there is a meme that came out about Sebastian Stan's character where it was discussing Bucky's character at the end of each movie that he's in. So it was like uh, the first Avenger, dead. Uh, Winter Soldier, back on ice or, you know, missing, presumed, whatever. And so it's how he has, at the end of every, you know, he was dusted, then all this stuff, you know, his best friend left him. So after, at the end of every single thing he's been in, he's either dead or disappeared or in some sort of bad shape. And then it showed a picture of him at the end of Falcon and the Winter Soldier carrying a cake and laughing. And I'm like, damn it, that (laughs) is great. But that, you know, he's a great actor. It's an amazing character. And it's so rewarding to finally see him have the closure that he wanted to where he can feel comfortable around people and trust himself and and play with people and hit on Captain America's sister. So I think that's great. <laughs> right? <laughs> Speaking of Sebastian Stan, I, I think I'm in the corner of, I think he would be a great replacement for Luke Skywalker yeah. in the new series they were producing. Yeah. yeah I agree. I could see it. Yeah. Oh, dude, if you haven't, if you don't know what we're talking about, Google Sebastian Sam Luke Skywalker and you will get... Uh, pictures of him next to Mark Hamill from the 70s and 80s, and the it's uncanny. Yes, there's heavy likeness yes. there. I'm not going to say they look identical, but they look close enough to where if you didn't realize you were watching a show with a different actor, you probably wouldn't notice. Right. And and <laughs> you'd just think, wow, he got jacked. <laughs> Jedi Skywalker at the end of The Mandalorian was passable, but you cannot do an entire series with how bad that looked. Yeah, um, I, I want them to stop with this this digital de-aging nonsense. I do not like it. It almost never looks good, right? The only time I think where it was it was passable is when they did the CGI Tarkin <laughs> and broke one. <laughs> it's because yeah. it, it was completely CGI, and that guy looked like a skeleton to begin with. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Leia and Luke and even Tron with uh, Kurt Russell being de-aged oh. there. Uh, it's okay, bad, first off, dude. not Kurt Russell. That was... Uh, oh. No. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, sorry. The one and only, yeah, the incomparable. And I agree. That that was too early for the de-aging technology. I agree with you about uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. I would also like to point out Robert Downey Jr. from the beginning of Civil War, I think it is, where 
or the makeup. He's talking about his binary augmented something barf technology. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, you know, him reenacting the scene where, or the last time he saw his parents. And to me, that looked just like he did from the 80s. And yeah. I thought that was, that was well done. Yeah, but, it looked, that was a trip yeah. seeing him look like he did again from like, you know, weird yes, science. Yes, the weird science, yeah. What, uh, less than zero and things like that. I was like, holy moly, he looks like a kid again. <laughs> but no, otherwise I'd say you're absolutely right. I don't think the technology is quite there yet. Uh, so yes, I, you know, and Sebastian Stan, if I remember right, tweeted something saying, if Mark Hamill would, uh, shout out to Mark Hamill, uh, you know, Little sign off or give me, give, right, yeah. If Mark Hamill would give me a, a call and say, you know, yes, do it, then he would absolutely do it. To which Mark Hamill said, I think you overestimate the amount of power they've given me. They're, they're not going to listen to anything <laughs> I say. But then I think he followed it up with, I'm absolutely on board oh, with good. this idea, though. Yeah. Good. Because that's the thing. I don't think Sebastian <laughs> Sand was saying, I want Mark Hamill to cast me. I think he was just saying, this is a very... He wanted the the nod of approval. Right. It's, it's the hand on the shoulder. You're going to do great kid, you know, passing of the mantle, I suppose. But I, you know, what a huge risk that would be to take on a character of, I mean, you can be Mark Hamill and still be Luke Skywalker and people are not going to like it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's the premise of that TV series then? It was the show or a movie? What? Like this the, Luke Skywalker like show you're saying? It'd probably be like a, a mini series like they're doing with Obi-Wan or with the Mandalorian. Okay. Yeah, I hadn't heard of this one. Yeah, it's, it's basically how they're going to keep baby Yoda going right now. Oh, I see. Okay. So it'd be the time where Yoda's with him and he's training. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah, whatever. I don't remember the baby's name anymore, but Gretchen <laughs> or or Grogu. or Grogu. 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 Right. That's like, what my it kids was. would know this. So right. memorable. How incredibly insensitive. The dumbest name for a character in a Star Wars show in a long time. Anyway, I love Baby you're, Yoda. You're, they should have called right. him Tar- Baby Yoda. Tarkin, Tarkin was fantastic, though. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> Well, Star Wars names are famously bad across the board, right? That's true. <laughs> That's Darth, true. Darth Vader. How, how do we not know that that was coming? Yeah. <laughs> you know, all those kids who called him Dark Vader for years. Yeah. Well, Dar- Darth Vader is what translated from Dark Father. It's like the Swedish or whatever Finnish for oh. Dark Father. Huh. You making that up? No. No. <laughs> you sure? Like, yeah. I mean, Jake's got a point. Sometimes we can't tell. <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm sorry. That was that was me being Gary Oldman. No, well, I, I'm being real on this one. Well, like <laughs> I saw anything. a Twitter uh, tweet this morning uh, with a, a couple images from a comic, a Star Wars comic, with Jar Jar Binks' parents and Jar Jar Binks' dad blowing his brains out with a blaster. Oh my god! Whoa. And I had to look it up to make sure it was legitimate or not because I'm like, this can't be real. This can't, no, this is a joke. But apparently, it's a real comic. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the guy who did it. Something millionaire is is the artist's name. He's a well known cartoonist. And he did the few comics for a few different IPs. And can he it's can he draw dark? Feet? <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Sorry, that's a deep cut. Yeah. But yeah, it's basically a Jar Jar's mom talking to his dad, trying to talk him about killing himself, and he shoots himself. And like that's that's Damn. that's the Star Wars story they don't tell on the big screen. <laughs> well, it's it's no wonder Jar Jar became Jeez. so heavily influenced by the dark side. Like they're, one of my favorite fan theories of all time is Jar Jar was actually a, a dark side operative. <laughs> Never see it coming. Oh, okay. If you haven't heard of that, look that up. It's a pretty lengthy you know, heard of that. subreddit or whatever it's it's called. But the whole thing is like go back and rewatch anything with Jar Jar in it. 
under the assumption that he is um, a, a dark side operative. And it makes so much more sense about who he is. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you guys look into that. But uh, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, interesting if true. I we were talking about fan casting. I'll, I'll, before we wrap up, I want to ask you guys: think back to the X Men universe. Now that they're going to maybe be doing that in the MCU, who would you cast as Mystique? Who do you think would just be spot on casting for the new Mystique? That's tough because I really love Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, she's great. She Absolutely, did really Which, good at the role. I don't think anybody from the old universe should be brought over to the new one, except for Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. But that's largely, I mean, yes, I do love Ryan Reynolds. That's largely based on who Deadpool is as a character. He could show up. I think, by the way, I know I'm going on all these tangents. I think Ryan Reynolds and Kevin Feige, if you're listening, pay attention. And if anybody knows how to get me in touch with Kevin Feige, put me in the door. Ryan Reynolds needs, his Deadpool needs to take over as the Stan Lee cameos. <laughs> it's the only it's the only person who would make sense. You know what? I heard that fans were requesting that actually. Oh, good. I'd heard about good. that. Good, good, good. So maybe and maybe it's I, I'm kinda on board with that. I think that would be good. I'd love to see it, because Ryan Reynolds has hit that that peak meme level, right? Like there's yeah. very few actors where I can stomach their their advertisements. Mm-hmm. But Reynolds does the aviator gin spots <laughs> on social media, the and I think Mint they're mobile. freaking hilarious. And Mint Mobile, yeah, yeah the Mint right. Mobile commercials are a crack up. It's hilarious. Like he does, he does one of the gin ones with Levar Burton recently, and I thought it was funny. Like oh, I love I the dude that. a lot, and I'm so glad after the train wreck that was, you know, that first uh, Wolverine Origins movie mm-hmm. that was terrible, and the Green Lantern, which yeah, was bad. <laughs> yeah. This is bad. But to see him actually in a great comic book movie role and an R-rated one pushing that envelope. I think it was great. I love Reynolds a lot. Well, and, and knowing how much he is familiar with and appreciates and understands the character of Deadpool yeah. and how much he was involved with the creating of, of that movie. And, you know, they, they filmed like an entire five minute sneak peek of what it could have been if they had greenlit the movie. And just that little quote unquote leaked bit of film got such, uh, such a big following that the, the people at, Fox or whoever it was put it out. They they had to acknowledge like, yeah, we fucked up by not giving it the green light right away. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, okay, back to Mystique real quick, and then I, uh, uh, you know, we can we can start wrapping up or whatever. But who do you guys think should be Mystique? Hmm. I think it's very obvious, but I want to hear what you guys think. Not the lady who played Sansa Stark. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of bad American accents. Well, she was already Jean Grey anyway. I know. <laughs> Terrible. I don't know who I'd want as Mystique. That's a that's a very odd character. Femi Jensen was was very great in it. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah, Jennifer Wait, was it? F- no, sorry, not Femi Jensen. It was um, shoot, the Jennifer Lawrence, Rebecca and, Romaine, uh, Rebecca, Rebecca Romaine yeah. Stamos. Yeah, whatever. Rebecca yes, Romaine, the, the old one. She's in the new Star Trek coming out. That's oh, I should know her name. I don't know. I gotta go with I gotta go with Gary Oldman. <laughs> All right. He can, I, he can anybody at any point. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Bringing us back. I like you to win, book sir. in these discussions. Yes, it's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like cauterizing a wound. You don't you don't come back and seal it. It's just the tangents leak all over the place. <laughs> Is that how we need to advertise things now? Come back and let us lop off some more of your limbs with our discussions. Press B to cancel. We'll cauterize your ears so you listen to nothing else. Bye, retro. 
It's a lobotomy for your soul. <laughs> <laughs> that is dark. Are you sure you're not from the DC universe? Nice. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> Guys, I want to say thank you very much for... Uh... Well, I don't think... I mean, I had no idea this is what we were talking about tonight. I, I'm excited to maybe next week <laughs> attempt to record what we were going to record tonight. But this is a this is fun. This is what I needed. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, and I'm um, sorry to Matt Damon. We ran out of time. <laughs> right, nice. I get that <laughs> reference. You know what? They should have cast Matt Damon as the dead Robin. Because you remember how Robin dies <laughs> in uh, Batman vs Superman, and it's alluded to. They should have just had a, a flashback with a de-aged Matt Damon next to Ben Affleck <laughs> wow. as Batman. And it it would have oh, that, that is Matt Smith has a boner just from hearing that. I guarantee it. <laughs> I do love his cameo as a uh, a Loki in the in the the opening of was it Ragnarok? Yeah, it was pretty classic. And Sam Neill as mm-hmm. Thor or as uh, Zeus, not Zeus, Odin. Odin, yeah, yeah. And then actually, it's it's so funny. I was reading this thing about why they cast Matt Damon as that actor to play Loki. And everybody assumed he was like an Asgardian actor. But now people are saying, no, Loki probably just knew about Matt Damon from Earth having played Loki in Dogma. So he captured the Earth Matt Damon to take him to Asgard to play Loki on stage. And I, I'm like, Works for me. Who gives a shit? But all right. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, man. The MCU is part of the Viewisk universe Apparently, now? Yeah. Crap. Kevin Smith be all over it. We, we knew that it was already because... Stan Lee had a cameo in which he was reading Mallrats. This is true. That's just the Viewisk universe exists within there you the go. MCU. That's, is yeah. Is. See, I'm, I'm. Yeah, this is our post-credit stinger <laughs> for anybody who's still <laughs> listening. We had we had an hour worth of of fangirling out over various actors, and now we we have a little bit of actual information. Mostly Gary Oldman. <laughs> Mostly Gary Oldman as Paul Giamatti. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right guys um why don't you go ahead and tell everybody sick jake who you are where they can find you yeah i'm sick jake you can find me on twitch and uh sometimes and on twitter awesome and werewolf twitch and twitter probably about the opposite amount of jake <laughs> right on and i'm guy prime of the retro therapy i has it been long enough that i have to say formerly of the retro therapy from twitch why I hope not. I Underscore? Hope not. I, well, also. But no, I'll, I'll get back to it as soon as I can. Otherwise, I am here weekly with Presby to cancel. Thank you all so much for the for the for your, your, your time. And as we say every week, check us out on Patreon. We've got some really great, unique content there. Uh, where else are we at, Jake? We, we got so many different hands and so many different things right now. What else are we doing? Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I wanted to team Hold up on. for this, man. Every week, every week, every week we try this. Do I need every to get week. Paul's Marco Polo out so we can? No, 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 no. Hold on. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Uh, sometimes on YouTube. Sorry. Uh, shit. Do we not have anything else up here? We do. You can find us on Discord at bit.ly/pressbdiscord. That's our Discord server where you can come and engage in all these fun memes. Like I love us not knowing our own advertisements. <laughs> and if anybody could join in the chat and tell me why our OnlyFans account is not taken off, uh, I would appreciate that. I'm making one. <laughs> I'm going to say that now. I've been thinking about this. And this is this is a press be exclusive. Sick Jake is going to make an OnlyFans. I'm going to call it Disapproving Daddy. 
and it's just going to be videos of me staring at the camera, arms crossed, and shaking my head, incredibly disappointed in you. I figure it's <laughs> le- worth at least three bucks a month. Nice. I've got some interesting OnlyFan ideas that involve slow motion camera work, but we'll talk about that another time. Everybody, (laughs) uh, enjoy the rest of your day, and thank you again for checking in. We'll be seeing you, as always, here at Press B to Cancel. Trust me, true believer. Special thanks for music. Go to Arthur the Last Ancient on Spotify or The Last Ancient on Bandcamp. For more episodes, please visit our website at pressbtocancel.com. And also, feel free to like, comment, subscribe, and check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Patreon. As always, thank you. This has been... Press B to cancel.